Praise the Lord today. Amen. Praise God today. Has he been good to you, church? I said, has the Lord been good to you, church? Come on. Hallelujah. The evidence is all around us. Amen. His promises and fulfillment are in our lives. The evidence is all around us. He is good. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus today. Wow, you can turn around and grab your Bibles this morning. We're going to turn to the book of Psalms, chapter 137. And we're going to read the first three verses. And while you're turning to Psalms 137, I just want again to brag on our church. Yesterday, you guys did an incredible job, an awesome job. I appreciate you so much for, for being there and helping us and uh, making yesterday just such an incredible day. The other thing that I want to say is I really appreciate everyone uh, who's been coming out to our book study on Wednesday night at 7. So we kind of changed up some things on Wednesday night. We was doing prayer 7 to 8, so we moved prayer to 6 to 7. So if you want to pray with us, just come between 6 and 7, and we pray. Then at 7 o'clock, we started a book study on the book Prayer by Timothy Keller. And uh, we haven't got very far in the book uh, as a matter of fact, Justin, I think I'm going to have somebody else start reading this week because the last two weeks I read a little bit and Justin read a little bit and then nobody else got to read. I don't know if we're just such great readers or, or, or what it is. No, I'm just kidding. But the conversation Wednesday was so insightful, so in-depth. Uh, it was just great. I mean, it was inspiring. I mean, I walked out of there Wednesday night just inspired. I mean, I felt like we had a great discussion of, of opinions and ideas and thoughts and I thought like everybody got stretched and so you need to come on Wednesday night at seven o'clock if you want to pray get here at six and pray with us but get here at seven get discipled learn a little bit we, we've got copies of the book we can give you a Wednesday night we just read a little bit we'll read a section and then we'll discuss it and uh Justin's really the great reader because we seem to have more discussion after he reads. Maybe I'm just a little jealous, man. I don't know. No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Uh, but it is great. Uh, I mean, I feel like everybody has some great stuff to say. We talked about how that God needs to be real to us this Wednesday night. Amen? This past Wednesday night. And he does. He needs to be so real to us. And so we're excited about that. So it's Christmas time. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. It is time to celebrate Christmas. Uh, it is the Christmas season. It is upon us. And so we're starting our annual Christmas series that we do one every single year. And so this year, we just thought, man, what can we do? We got our team together. And, you know, it's kind of been a cruddy year, right? Lockdowns and mandates and masks and, you know, so it's been rough. And so we just, we I don't know, we probably looked through a couple dozen three or four dozen different ideas, and but we just kept coming back to this one, and so I hope I can preach as good as the idea is. <laughs> so this is our idea, how the Grinch stole Christmas and how to get it back, because for a lot of people in 2020 and even before, Christmas has been stolen, and we don't want that to be the case. We want you to enjoy the Christmas season because it is the season that we celebrate the greatest gift ever given to mankind and that is Jesus Christ. And so we celebrate his birth. He's the reason for the season. And so we're going to read some scriptures today, and we're going to talk about joy this morning, that one of the ways that you can get your Christmas back is to begin to get your joy 
back. And so let's just read these verses and, and let's go. It says, Psalms 137, verses 1 through 3, by the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down. Yea, we wept when we remembered Zion. We hung our harps upon the willows in the midst of it. For there those who carried us away captive asked of us a song. And those who plundered us requested myrrh, saying, Sing us one of the songs of Zion. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to share your word today. I pray, God, that you would use me as a vessel for your kingdom. I pray that every ear will hear, every mind will understand, every heart will receive the word with joy. I pray, God, that, that those that are lost in our service today will accept you. They'll become redeemed today, Father. For the blood has already been shed for their sin. They just got to accept Jesus as Lord of their life. I pray for those, God, that might be sick in body today, that, Lord, you would heal their body, Lord. We release healing in this service today, Father. You said you sent your word, and your word heals. And for those that may be struggling with addictions this morning, Father, we release the anointing that destroys the yoke of bondage. And we ask for you, Lord, to set them free because, Lord, whom the Son sets free is free indeed. So, Lord, help us to preach this word in truth, in word, in love, and in power, and in demonstration of your spirit. And we'll never fail to give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. In Jesus' name, and you can shout amen and be seated. So how the Grinch stole Christmas and how to get it back. We, the, the, the scriptures teaches us that we are called, we are expected, we are called, we are expected to be ready in season or out of season. Seasons come and seasons go. Bible teaches us that there's a time and a place for every season. I started to do that scripture, but I changed my mind. I believe that God orchestrates the seasons of life. I also believe that God will give us a word in due season. I further believe that we're called to such a season as this. Never in my lifetime or yours have we seen such chaos, despair, worry, hurt, sorrow, and fear. We've never seen this in our lifetime. We are living in a different season. The season changed about March of this year. The enemy's job, the scripture teaches us, is to kill, steal, and to destroy. The enemy in 2020 has exceeded all of his expectations with COVID-19. Come on. I'm preaching where we're living right now. He's exceeded all of his expectations. The world has changed. People have changed. The season has changed. I believe COVID-19 is the Grinch who has tried to steal Christmas for many people. Joy has been lost in 2020. There's not much joy in the world right now. Turn the news on. Listen to the people in the street. Talk to your family. Talk to your coworkers. Talk to your friends. Joy has been lost 
but it needs to be found again. See, joy has been replaced with worry. It's been replaced with doubt. It's been replaced with fear. And it's been replaced with anger. There's all of these emotions that's, that's running rampant in the world today. Not just in West Virginia. Not just in Logan County. Not just in the United States of America. I'm talking about globally all of these emotions. The Israelites in our text this morning, they could relate to some of the things that we're experiencing. They were involuntary captives of the Babylonians. They had been taken captive by the Babylonians, and it was, it was not that they wanted to be taken captive. The Babylonians came in and destroyed, and, and, and in, in war, took them captive. Some of the captives in our text were singers or musicians. They were broken. They were desolate. The scripture that I read to you said that they sat on the banks of the river and cried, and they wept when they remembered Zion. Some of us can relate when we think of happier times. Israel, throughout Scripture, is known as the people of the joyful sound. This is, this is part of their identity. They're known as the people of the joyful sound. Can I tell you this morning that the church of Jesus Christ, the body of Christ, we should be known as the people of the joyful sound. It shouldn't matter what's going on outside of the four walls of this church. It shouldn't matter what's going on in your life. It should only matter what's going on in the inside of you. And if Jesus is Lord inside of you, then you ought to have some joy deep down in your soul this morning. And you ought to be able to worship God and celebrate the goodness of God and experience joy in your life. Look what Psalms 89, 15 through 17 says. It says, blessed are the people who know the joyful sound. Do you know the joyful sound this morning? Do you remember the joyful sound this morning? They walk, O oh Lord, in the light of your countenance. In your name they rejoice all day long and in your righteousness they are exalted for you are the glory of their strength and in your favor our horn is exalted Israel as part of their praise as part of their praise they would play the harp to God David would play the harp and the devils would leave Saul remember when God pulled his spirit from King Saul the harp is the, from what I can gather, is the national instrument of Israel. The harp is one of the ways that Israel would make a joyful sound to the Lord. A joyful sound to the Lord. Did you notice what the singers and the musicians did with their harps? Did you see what they did in our text? They hung them in the willow tree. And they sat on the bank of the river and they cried. When they remembered Zion, when they remembered the songs of Zion, they would sit and they would weep and they would cry and they hung their harps in the willow tree. 
Apparently, the destruction of Israel was, was brutal under the Babylonians. And so they hung their harps in the weeping willow trees, and they refused to make music. They refused to make music. Israel was in captivity. They were what we would call a POW, a prisoner of war. This is what we would call them. They would be prisoners of war. You see, this morning, we have a choice to make. We can either become prisoners of war or we can become a POW, a prisoner of worship. Some of y'all need to grab a hold of that right now. Because you've left your praise, you've left your instrument, you've hung it on the willow tree. And all we hear people do is complain about everything in the world. And we've set down our harps and we're no longer praising God like we should. I don't know if I'm not going to be a prisoner of war. I'm going to be a prisoner of worship. I'm going to sing praises to God. I'm going to celebrate the goodness of God. I'm going to worship God. I worship God here. I worship God in my car. I worship God in my home. I go through the bank singing the praises of God. I am going to worship God. I say let the worshipers arise in the house of God, in the body of Christ, and let us make a joyful sound that the whole world can hear. Hallelujah. See, in 2020, we're either a prisoner of war or we're going to be a prisoner of worship. There's no middle ground. We either stop playing the joyful sound or we will play the joyful sound louder than we've ever played it before. We either lay down our instruments or we pick our instruments up and we begin to play them again. The choice Look at your neighbor and tell them, say, the choice, the choice is ours. Their enemy asked them, their captives, their captors asked them, will you play us a song? They refused. They saw the request as an insult. They saw the request as, as the Babylonians making fun of them, mocking them making fun of them. See, I see it as an opportunity because praise is a weapon. I don't see it as the world making fun of us. I see it as an opportunity for us to praise God because praise is a weapon. Praise has the ability to change circumstances. I said praise has the ability to change circumstances. Joshua shouted with praise and the fortified walls of Jericho came crashing to the ground. Gideon shouted with praise and the Midianite army was destroyed. Jehoshaphat sends out the praisers. And the enemies that was coming against them turned on themselves and destroyed each other. Paul and Silas is locked in the jail. They've been beaten. They've been placed in the inner chamber. They've, they're in locks and stocks. In other words, they're locked away in the deepest, darkest place of the, of the jail cell. But at the midnight hour, they begin to sing praise to God. 
and God showed up in the jail cell and not only set them free, but he set every man who was in the prison free and the jailer got saved and his family got saved because praise is a weapon that the church needs to use. It brings God into the circumstance. It brings God into the situation. It brings God to the forefront of the battle. And we need him now more than we've ever needed him before. We need God to move in this nation. We need God to move across this globe. We need God to move in our community. We need God to move in our workplaces. We need God to move on our streets. We need God to move in our churches. And praise is the weapon that the church has to get armed with so that God can move. When you call upon the Lord, he'll answer. One of the ways that we can call upon God is through our praise. It's through our worship. Oh, Jesus. Can I tell you that I have never truly sought out to praise God and haven't ended up? You're always going to end up in his presence. I, I can't explain it in words eloquent enough for us to understand, but if you'll lift your hands and lift your voice and open your heart and begin to praise God, he always shows up. Always. My goodness. I'm going to get off script just for a minute. See, we got, we got to be like blind Bartimaeus. He heard Jesus was coming by. And he begins to shout, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. They come to him and they say, be silent. Don't speak. Some of what the world's trying to tell the church today, be silent. Don't speak. Don't sing, don't worship, don't dance, don't clap your hands, don't get excited. Just sit there and be good. But we got to be like Bartimaeus. We got to shout louder. We got to shout harder. We got to shout clearer. We got to get our praise out because when he began to shout louder, Jesus heard him and Jesus turned around and said, Son, what do you need from me? I feel the Holy Ghost this morning. Oh, Holy Ghost, have your way in this service. Holy Ghost, move in a mighty way. Oh, God, open up the mouths of your people to worship you and praise you like never before. Lord, open up our hearts to receive you like we've never received you before, Father. Oh, God, you are great in battle this morning, and we need you right now, Father, like we've never needed you before. My goodness. The joyful sound of praise can turn back the enemy of COVID. He can turn back the enemy of sickness. It can turn back the enemy of disease. It can turn back the enemy of addiction. It can turn back any enemy that you're facing because, again, when you praise God, he shows up. Hallelujah. And the Bible says when God arises, his enemies are scattered. My goodness. See, I don't want to follow Israel's example. I don't want to hang my harp on the willow tree. 
I don't want to refuse to sing the songs of Zion. I don't want to refuse to sing the worship songs that we sing in this sanctuary. Life's too short. I can't afford to do that because, see, when we do that, here's what Israel did. Israel, by hanging their harps in the willow tree, they tied themselves to the night season. The Scripture teaches us that weeping endures for the night. You see, when you quit praising God, when you quit worshiping God, when you hang your praise, your instrument of praise up on the willow tree, whatever your instrument of praise might be, you, you inadvertently tie yourself, chain yourself, handcuff yourself to the night season. We have too many people in the church that's been clinging to the night instead of the light. Weeping endures for the night, but joy comes in the morning. Weeping takes place in the night season. The world is weeping right now. But see, joy comes in the morning. The breaking of the day brings joy. I said the breaking of the day brings joy. Praise will cause the light of the sun, S-O-N. To shine on us. The light of the sun will always bring a new day. I think it's time for a new season. I think it's time for a new beginning. I think it's time for a fresh start. I, I'm telling you right now, it's time the church rise up, take our spiritual position, draw a line in the sand, and say we're going to pray and we're going to praise until heaven invades the earth. Hallelujah. Psalm 16, 11 says this, You make known to me the paths of life. You fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. The presence of God brings joy. You want to know why some of us get excited on Sunday morning when worship's going on? Because we've, we're in the presence of God, and that presence brings joy, and joy is contagious, and joy brings excitement, and joy brings passion. And if we ever needed excitement and passion and power in the church, it's right now, and it's going to come through the joy of the Lord. Praise creates the atmosphere of God to dwell with us. Look at Psalms 28 and 7. He says, the Lord is my strength and shield. I trust him with all of my heart. He helps me and my heart is filled with joy. I burst out in songs of thanksgiving. Mm -mm -mm. The joy of the Lord strengthens us. I think the church should take their harps out of the willow tree. That's what I think. I think we should become prisoners of worship. I think we should begin to praise God with our instruments of praise once again. A harp is an instrument that is used to praise God. Anything can be a harp. 
Anything could be a harp. Let me show you. Clap your hands, all ye people. Clap your hands this morning. You see, because the clapping of our hands can be an instrument of praise to God. We're celebrating his goodness. Shout with the voice of triumph. Shout this morning. Come on, help me out. Everybody in the room, shout this morning. Shouting is an instrument of praise. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Dancing, uh uh-oh, uh-oh. Dancing is an instrument of praise. The dance was not birthed in the world. The first time we see dance is when Miriam crossed the Red Sea and she grabbed out the tambourine and she began to dance in the presence of God. David brings the Ark of the Covenant home to Israel and he's so excited that he begins to just dance before the presence of God. See, we ought to get our dance out and dance before the presence of God once again. Oh, but preacher, I can't do that. Yes, you can. You may be like me, two left feet and no rhythm, but you can still dance to the beat that God has given you. Hallelujah. The guitar, the piano, the trumpet, the saxophone, the flute, the clarinet, the drums, whatever instrument you play, they're all instruments of praise. The world may use them for their own things, but they were created to give God the praise. If you read about Lucifer and you read how beautiful he was and how he was the covered cherub and and how that he had like pipes and tabrees that, that, that came out of him that played music and he, he, he was like a walking instrument. See, God created all of these things, not the world, not the world. God created all of these things so that we could give praise back to him where it belongs. And some of us have hung up our instruments and some of us have hung up our voices and some of us have hung up our dance and some of us have hung up our hands and some of us have hung up our singing and we no longer give praise to God. And then we wonder where the joy went. Singing is an instrument of praise. It's an instrument of praise. When Joey gets up on the stage and he begins to sing, his voice, that powerful voice, is an instrument of praise to God. So you ought to be singing back there because you're singing to the Lord and your voice is an instrument of God. You say, well, Pastor, I don't sing well. That's why we don't have you on the stage. That's why pastor's not on the stage. I can't carry a tune in a five-gallon bucket. I'm like a jailbird. I'm looking for the right key, and I'm behind a few bars every time. I can't sing. I can't sing, and I can't dance, and I can barely clap. 
But I guarantee if you come up here and stood beside of me, I'm singing just as hard as anybody else because in that moment, I'm making a joyful noise unto the Lord. We've got the singer on the stage, but I'm backing him up and heaven's applauding and celebrating because we are worshiping the one true king. Oh, help me, God. There's a scene in Revelation chapter 5. It's one of my, I got, a, I got like all kinds of favorite. This is one of my favorite chapters, maybe my all-time favorite chapter in all of the Bible. The angel comes out and he's got this scroll that's written on the backside and sealed with seven seals. And he's got this loud, strong voice. And he's like, who's worthy to open the book and to loose the seals thereof? And John the Revelator, he's in heaven at this time. And John says, I'm looking around and I'm looking around in heaven. And I don't see anybody that's worthy to open the book, to loose the seals, neither to look thereon. And John says, wait a minute, I got to look down on the earth. He said, and I look down on the earth and I don't find anybody on the earth that's worthy to open the book or to loose the seals thereof. And then he says, I went even further. I looked into hell and in hell I couldn't find anybody that was worthy to open the book to loose the seals or even look thereon. John said, I begin to weep. I begin to cry. And one of the elders come to him and said, don't weep, John. Behold the lion of the tribe of Judah. The word Judah means praise. Behold the lion of the tribe of praise has prevailed to open the book and to loose the seals thereof. And so he talks about the prayers of the saints, but we get down to the bottom of the chapter and he begins to say, they sing a new song. Worthy is the lamb that was slain by his blood. He has redeemed us out of every nation, kindred, and tongue. We got to know how to praise the Lord, church. My goodness. Oh, hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. I want to give you eight Hebrew words for praise. And then after this, we're going to do an experiment. See, I told you it's Participation Sunday. I try to tell you this all the time. Participation Sundays. So we got an experiment we're going to do. The first word is halah. It is, it's the most common word for Praise. The word simply means to boast, to brag, or rave about God, even to the point of appearing foolish. Because your love is better than life, my lips will praise, my lips will glorify you. I will praise you as long as I live. The second word is, is, is pronounced Yuda. It means to worship with extended hands. Everybody just raise your hands right now. To worship with extended hands. Lift up your hands in the sanctuary and praise the Lord. So you thought Tim Hawkins was crazy. He knew what he was talking about. The third word is Barak. It's used to donate blessing. Naked I came from my mother's womb and naked I will depart. The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. In other words, it doesn't matter the circumstance. It doesn't matter the situation. It doesn't matter what we're going through. The name of God should be praised. Number four, to, to, to heal means to sing or to laud. You are in, yet you are enthroned as the Holy One. You are one of Israel's praises. Number five, zamar means to pluck the strings of a stringed instrument. So what is Psalms 150? What's one of the verses in Psalms 150? Praise him with the stringed instruments. The harp was a stringed instrument. 
instrument. Number six, toda, means to shout or to address with a loud voice. But toda goes even further. It includes an attitude of gratitude for God's promised deliverance even while we are still in need. In other words, while we're still in need, we are, part of our praise should be that we're thanking God for the deliverance that hasn't came just yet. It's faith in action. It's faith tied to my praise. It's faith tied to my works. It's faith tied to my life that I'm praising God and I'm celebrating the deliverance before it even comes and I'm thanking God for the deliverance. This type of praise, go back one more, please. This type of praise refers to lifting of the hands and inviting God's help. Toda praise is having faith and assurance that is well even before the victory actually comes. Look at number seven, the Shabbat also means to shout or to address in a loud tone. So on the count of three, I want everybody in this room just to shout Jesus. One, two, three. That's a Shabbat. You, you've just shouted. You can even do this. Woo! Everybody needs to do that one. One, two, three. Woo! See, I'm teaching you how to praise this morning in the sermon. Because we got to see people's laughing. You know why they're laughing? Because joy is bubbling up on the inside of them. Because when we get into God's presence, his presence always brings joy. Hallelujah. My goodness, I feel God in this house today. My goodness. Praise the name of Jesus today. And then we got number eight. Hallelujah. It's the premier word for praise in the Bible. Look what it says. Hallelujah transcends the language of the world. No matter what language you're in, no matter what culture you're in, hallelujah is always the same. (laughs) Y'all need to praise right now. It transcends the languages of the world. It is not translated. It is transliterated. Halil means to boast or to brag on, to make a show, even to the point of looking ridiculous, right? And and John means it's short for the name of God. So hallelujah. Come on, y'all need to say it. Y'all need to say hallelujah. Come on, help me out this morning. Hallelujah. That's if you went to Japan today and you was in a church service and you shouted hallelujah, everybody in the building will know what you're saying. They're praising Jehovah. They're praising God. They're giving God glory this morning in the house. Now, I'm going to ask Joe to come up. He's going to help me out this morning. Now we're going to put all this into practice. I got a little bit more preaching to do in a minute. But I just want everybody to stand to your feet. Come on, we're going to put some of this into practice. He, he's, Joey has prepared a song for us today, and we've worked on it. He worked on it, and we had some dialogue. And, and so, But we're going to start doing some of these in this song today, and we're going to believe that God is going to show up here in just a moment. All right? So, Bub, could you dim the lights just a little bit? Because sometimes people don't feel comfortable with the lights being bright. We're just going to dim a little bit so you don't worry about your neighbor. I'm ready in time you are, sir. Who's got good rhythm can help us clap hands in this place? Come on, church. Come on. Come on, church. See, you're praising God right now. 
You're inviting God's presence into your life right now. This is a hand clap of praise right now. Come on. Keep clapping. Don't stop. Don't stop. Now so you can start shouting. Somebody shout Jesus. Come on. Help me out this morning. See, now you're calling up on his name this morning. See, when you call up on his name, he says, I will answer. Come on. Maybe some of y'all, half the crowd, just start raising your hands and waving them to the Lord this morning. Come on. The other half, just keep clapping. Come on. Or you can do this. Come on. Help me out this morning. Come on. Shout this morning. Shout to the Lord. Come on. Help me. Shout Jesus this morning. Come on. Yeah. Come on. See, we're worshiping God. We're praising God. We're taking our harps out of the willow tree this morning. And we're bringing God into our circumstances, into our situations, into our life, into our battles. Come on. Praise his name today. Hallelujah. Come on, church. Say hallelujah. Help me out here. Some of y'all can dance. You need to dance a little bit. Come on. Help me out here.
some more here, but I'm just going from the throne right now. This woman comes in. She's been a prostitute and she's been delivered. And Jesus is almost ready to be crucified and buried. And she comes in with this alabaster box of precious ointment and oil that costs a year's wages. And she takes this and she pours it on the feet of Jesus. She begins to wipe his feet with her hair. Judas Iscariot. There's always going to be a Judas around. Come on. He's like, we could have took that money and done something with it. We could have took that money and we could have fed the poor with it. But see, what Judas didn't understand and what some people don't get is he didn't understand the value of her praise. He didn't understand where Jesus had found her. He didn't understand where she got delivered from. It didn't matter how much that praise cost her. She was going to praise God. You see, church, it doesn't matter how much that praise is going to cost you. You got to praise God this morning and you got to ignore the Judases in your life and you got to ignore the, the Michaels or the Michelles in your life to David's wife and you just got to praise the Lord. Let me give you the scripture this morning as we get ready to close. Philippians 4 and 4 says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Come on, somebody. The word rejoice means to show great delight or joy. It seems strange. Gary, it's weird that a man in prison would write to us and tell us we need to rejoice always. He's in a jail cell, church, and he's writing to the body of Christ, and he's saying, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say, rejoice. Paul's attitude teaches us an important lesson about attitudes. 
See, our attitudes or our circumstances, our inner attitudes, look at it, point at yourself here. Our inner attitudes do not have to reflect our outward circumstances. Paul's outward circumstance was that he was in a jail by himself, basically. He couldn't really stand up. It's so small. It's like a hole in the ground that they dropped him in. And he's telling the church, rejoice. Again, I say rejoice. Paul was full of joy because he knew that no matter what happened to him, Jesus Christ was with him. Ultimate joy comes from Christ dwelling or living inside of us. The Grinch may try to steal our Christmas with COVID-19 or something else today or any number of circumstances, but we have a choice, and our choice is to choose joy. Don't choose bitterness choose joy. Don't choose anger, choose joy. Don't choose unforgiveness, choose joy. Don't choose hate, choose joy. Don't choose depression, choose joy. Don't choose worry, choose joy. Don't choose doubt, choose joy. Don't choose fear, choose joy. We have been given joy because we are saved. It is the joy of his salvation. Peter said it was full of glory and joy unspeakable. So this morning, maybe you're here and maybe you're lost without Jesus and maybe he's not the Lord of your life and, and you don't have any joy in your life and you got all this other stuff going on in your life today and, and you know that if Jesus would have split the sky today, you wouldn't make it. I'm going to ask you here in just a moment to do something. And I'm not going to embarrass you, and I'm not going to come back and get you, and I'm not going to point you out. I will ask the church to pray for the hand that's raised. But I'm going to ask everybody in the building to close their eyes and, and to bow their head. If you're here today and you're lost without Jesus, I just want you to raise your hand high enough for me to see it. Hold it up long enough for me to acknowledge it, and then you can put it right back down. And I'll just ask the church to pray for the person. There's an honest hand. Pray for that person, church. Anybody else this morning? Anybody else? Anybody else this morning would raise their hand and say, Pastor, I, I need some of that joy. I need some of that salvation. I need some of that glory you've been talking about today. I need a taste and see that the Lord is good. Would you just raise your hand this morning? Maybe you're online watching us with Facebook today, and God is dealing with you. We're going to put a prayer up, and you guys can pray this prayer. If you didn't raise your hand, but you know God's dealing with your heart, you can still pray the prayer and get saved. And you can raise your hand in a few minutes and say, Pastor, I got saved. Or you can comment on Facebook here in a few minutes and say, Pastor, I got saved. But I want everybody in this building and everybody online this morning to pray this prayer with me today. Dear Lord Jesus, I admit that I am a sinner and I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I invite you into my heart to be the Lord of my life I trust and follow you 
as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name I pray. And amen. If you prayed that prayer this morning and you meant it from the depths of your heart and you accepted Jesus into your heart to be the Lord of your life, just raise your hand. Just raise your hand and say, Pastor, I got saved today. I accepted Jesus into my heart. There's an honest hand. Anybody else? Celebrate, church. Anybody else this morning? Maybe you're online today. Maybe you're online today and you got saved. Just put in the comment section, I got saved, so that we can follow up with you online this morning because we want to see you make heaven your home. Amen. Hallelujah. This morning, Joey's got another song he's going to sing. It's probably... One of my favorite songs that's out right now. And it just talks about the real thing. And I, I just want to tell you that God is the real thing this morning. He's the real thing. And if you have a need in your life this morning, you just need to get to Him. He's the supplier of our needs according to His riches and glory. He's the one that does exceedingly abundantly above all that we can think or ask a Come on, according to the power that works on the inside of us. And so this morning, we practiced praise a while ago. I want you this morning to raise your hands and practice it again. I want you to get into God's presence and experience the real thing today. Experience His genuine presence today. I'm telling you, it'll change your life. It'll change your circumstances. It'll change your outlook. It'll change, every, it'll change your perspective. It'll change everything about you. If you'll just lift your hands and worship Him with your heart and praise Him with your lips this morning and let the King of glory come in. Let Him come in as Joey sings this last song. Guessing, it's plain to see my life is not my own. 
Come on. 